that is probably the the one thing I hope people will take away from our discussion today, Steve, which is explore it. In other words, be open to exploring the change. And we're going to talk primarily now about the change that's, you know, one member of the couple and the other member of the couple doesn't like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is Explore it with them. Okay, so what does this mean to you? How does this matter to you? Not why so much, because why puts people on the defensive, mm-hmm. but more talk to me, help me understand what about this change is meaningful for you. This week, we're going to discuss how to handle change within yourself, your partner, your marriage, constructively. Because one thing's for certain, you will experience change, and so will your relationship. Dr. Noelle Nelson joins us to explain how. Stay tuned. I never want to give it back. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, pitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined by the lovely Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of just countless best-selling books. Um, Her latest is Phoenix Rising, Surviving Catastrophic Loss, Fire, Floods, Hurricanes, and Tornadoes. Uh, Another recent book is I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Um, You can find out more at her website, noellenelson.com. Um, okay, Noel, you uh, sent over some questions with the headline, how to handle change within yourself, your partner, your marriage constructively. Um, the title sort of says it all. We're talking about change, which for most of us is uncomfortable at the best, um, terrifying at worst. Yes, indeed. Especially, especially in our marriages, because we usually want our couple to exist forever in that blissful honeymoon state. Right. Uh, And then life happens. (laughs) Yes, doesn't it just? And the thing that's so important here and why um, this is a timely uh, point to talk about this is because of all the changes that have occurred through the pandemic and the hopefully emergence out of the pandemic is we need to really get the change will happen. Mm. It has been proven to us hugely in the last couple of years, but just within our couple, it's very important to get the change will happen. And I'm not talking just about the physical change. You know, if you're fortunate and your marriage is nice and solid, you will grow older together and you'll acquire wrinkles and sags and bags and other things you didn't have in your glorious 20s. But that's not really the change I'm looking at so much as the change that happens in who we are, Mm -hmm. what we like, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, things like that, where one person in the couple is thinking one way and the other person is going, "Uh, I don't like that. I don't want to do it. So the first and foremost is 
give up on the idea that things will stay the way they are. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen. Change absolutely will happen. And it is okay. See, that's the thing. We've all been through it this last few years. Right. And yet we have to get with that change is okay. Or else you may as well, you know, roll over and play dead. Because right. <laughs> it did. Yeah. No, it, well, what's interesting about it too is, so the pandemic obviously is... I think most people would describe it as a negative change, although it did get a lot of people to reassess their life and their situation, and particularly in the workplace, and we had the great resignation. Um, So people were deciding what was truly important to them and how they were living their life and all that stuff. Um, When I think about change, I also think about some of the positive stuff that have happened. Uh, I don't know if you have caught the show called The Gilded Age. It's on HBO, I believe. Um, but it's at the, uh, uh, 1800s. Um, and part of the show, they, uh, have Thomas Edison giving a demonstration of electricity Mm -hmm. and how, speaking of change, how people could see that their lives would never be the same about how this was going to impact it. And then I think about that. And then I think, damn, we had the exact same thing. It's called the internet. Yep. Nothing was ever the same after that came along. Yep. And when we think about change, and to your point, um, it's not just like the wrinkles in us getting older or our waistlines getting larger. It is the outside influences that can then change the internal influences. And I think and then, it's so powerful. And it's not all negative. Some of it's like, oh, I didn't know I want I like to code. This is or build websites. That was something that you wouldn't have done in 1982. And let's look at the way Zoom has impacted our family life, not just our workplace, but think of how many families, I mean, I know several of them who now have what they call their Sunday get-together via Zoom because one lives in Michigan, the other in South Dakota, the other in California, and yet now they have this great time slot. They all get together on Zoom and have a great time. So, you know, it's those kinds of changes are positive, and just the very fact that we had to reassess who we wanted to be as a couple when one of us suddenly didn't have a job or one of us became an entrepreneur or one of us wanted to get vaccinated and the other one didn't. I mean, there were all sorts of changes that, as you say, were brought on by the outside, but very much we had to deal with from the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think most people at this point, well, <laughs> I hope, <laughs> have accepted that you and or your partner will change, has changed. How do you deal with it beyond just the point of acceptance? That is probably the the one thing I hope people will take away from our discussion today, Steve, which is explore it. In other words, be open to exploring the change. And we're going to talk primarily now about the change that's, you know, one member of the couple and the other member of the couple doesn't like it or whatever, mm-hmm. is explore it with them. Okay, so what does this mean to you? How does this matter to you? Not why so much, because why puts people on the defensive, mm-hmm. but more talk to me, help me understand what about this change is meaningful for you. Because honestly, sometimes from the outside, you're never inside your your spouse, no matter how much you want to be you're not clones. Right. So you're standing on the other side and you're going, huh? And they're going, yeah, I've taken up kayaking and I like doing it alone. And you're, ah, 
ah, you don't love me anymore. Well, maybe, maybe not, but let's put it this way. A better approach is to say, okay, okay, I, I, I get it. This is important to you. Help me understand how it's important to you. Mm-hmm. What about it matters to you? Those two words, how is it important? What about it matters? Mm-hmm. Are just crucial because you have to believe that your spouse is not a nitwit, hopefully. Right. By this time, if they are, you love it. (laughs) So one way or another, and it doesn't matter. It will be meaningful to them in some way that you obviously aren't appreciating or or even seeing. Right. Right. And and, and I I just wanted to like toss it out there that the the counter to what what the counter to this looks like is people going back to just the acceptance part of it is what it is, the lack of curiosity. The get not saying anything, but getting frustrated when they go out kayaking and then holding that resentment when they get back and then, you know, lay into them about why they were gone for so long, as opposed to what did you get out of your adventure? That is such an important and terrific point. Thank you, Steve. Because the other thing is when you just go take that attitude, well, it is what it is and sort of leave it there. What happens is the marriage stagnates. Mm-hmm. You see, Nothing in life expands unless there is some kind of push, some kind of nudge, some kind of poke to move it into a bigger, more wonderful space. Mm -hmm. And if you just go, well, it is what it is, with that sort of resignation, your marriage is going to stagnate. And guess what? That is not a happy place for a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you're no longer wanting to fight over the change... Uh, what do you do with it? Well, let's say that you don't want to go solo kayaking. You know, your spouse may be out there doing it and you have no interest in trailing along or doing it on another day or anything else. Okay. But what you can do is find ways to accommodate it within the couple. Now, Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is You've understood how it matters. You've understood why it's important, all that good stuff. So now you're in a you're in a moving forward place as a couple, not stagnating. So you're thinking, okay, okay. So how would I like to enjoy my hour, two hours, whilst hubby or wifey is out there on the lake? How, how what what I like to to do to benefit from this? What is now me time? Right. Maybe it's me with the kids time. Maybe it's me go volunteer at the local pet shelter. Maybe it's me, oh, thank God, a little time by myself, let me chill and watch a silly film. I don't know what it is, but accommodate means now that you're not fighting it, you're not bucking it, and you're not dissing it or anything else, then use the time that's become yours in a really cool way, and then share that with your spouse. Do you see how this makes movement forward in the couple? Right. And and there's like a reciprocal nature to it because not only are you doing your thing and your partner is doing their thing, but there's now this mutual understanding of the benefits of doing your things. Correct. Correct. And, you know, it, all it takes is, number one, a true desire to be a couple moving through life together, not a couple as in bride and groom on the top of the wedding cake. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which honestly is what too many of us, especially when we marry younger, is what we have in mind. Right. It, it, and it's a lovely fantasy. I mean, I, sure. you know, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way here, but it's not life. Right. And, you know, some one of the things that you have brought up 
brought up many times in the past is uh, rather than being on the sidelines while your spouse explores whatever it is that they're into. Um, so, you know, we, we discussed how you can utilize that your time, but also how you can become a participant in what they're doing, if not directly, indirectly. So if they continuing on with this kayaking metaphor, uh, or, uh, or example, if they're into kayaking, you know, maybe you, you like to research locations. Maybe you can find them like a cool place to kayak or a place to visit. Um, maybe you can find, you know, like keep an eye on gear and tech in the kayaking world. Cause that's kind of your thing. And there's, so there's different ways that you can, uh, acknowledge their interest and support their interest, but do it in your own way. Uh, so that they know that you're on board, not just accepting of it. And then you do your own thing, but also that you're kind of supporting them in that endeavor. Well, it's more than kind of, and I think the word supporting is really, really cool. You are literally supporting them. Right, that's true. Because you've got now four eyes instead of two looking for the tech, looking for the location, looking for the whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can always show up by the side of the lake with a picnic. Right, yeah. Yeah, you can, maybe you're into uh, food and cooking and stuff, and so you know, you, you build this like celebratory, you did another great kayaking run and let's, let's have a fantastic meal. That's my thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So, uh, last question for you here. Adapting doesn't mean that you are necessarily thrilled with the changes. Um, because you know, we're talking about this as if it's all positive, but sometimes, you know, you might not be so excited. Um, so what do you do when you're not super happy about some of the changes that are taking place? Well, and some of the changes are frankly frightening. Mm -hmm. Um, the biopsy came out malignant. Hmm. Okay. That's a nice frightening change. Sure. Um, I don't know. Your, your child wasn't accepted at some school that was important to you. You pick whatever it is that would not be positive in your view. And yet is a change that you understand you must accept. You just must. So here is, if you will, a personal challenge for a lot of people. It's learn to be okay with some degree of ambiguity, of in-between. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't like this, but I recognize that I need to accept it. So let me do this accepting thing slowly. Let me adapt slowly. Don't be, you know, beating yourself about the head, trying to instantly turn into Ms. or Mr. support system. Take a little time, journal perhaps, talk with a good friend, try to sort it out kind of gently so that when you become supportive or more supportive of what's going on, it's wholehearted. Mm-hmm. And I think in our culture, especially, we have trouble with ambiguity. We like things to be this way or that way. We're not crazy about the gray areas. Right. And yet, especially for the negative ones, the ones that, that impact, the changes that impact us in a negative way, there's a lot of gray area. So I would, I would argue that almost all of life, <laughs> life is, is the gray area and the ambiguity. Um, I, you know, it, like it sounds to me that part of this is processing information before yes. reacting and responding to it. Um, because I think so much of, you know, I brought up the internet earlier and I think what the internet did was it gave instant information always. And 
I think we sometimes forget that it's good to sit on information, ruminate on it, process it, think about various gray areas as we were just discussing before actually reacting to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I feel like that's what you're talking about here. And I think that actually your, your original choice of word, react or respond, respond is by far the better choice. Mm -hmm. React tends to be knee jerk. Right. So if you do take the, oh, we all react in the moment. I mean, we're human. We do that. But then if you take the time and the the brain space to actually process, then you're more likely to respond with something that is healthy for your couple. Right. And Believe me, you don't have to like the change to respond in a healthy, positive way. Yeah. And, and honestly, one of the things that I feel like I've gotten better with as I've gotten older is being better about responding even after I have reacted. Hmm. So sometimes I will have reacted in a way that didn't fully explain or wasn't in a way that I liked. And so I will sit on it and then I will follow up and say, you know what? I did this or said this. Uh, Really, that's not how I feel. Uh, You know, I thought about it. And then I, I, when you do that with sincerity uh, and some thought, I feel like that goes a long way. And part of what I'm seeing these days is too many people will react and then they get stuck in that reaction and it's too much for them to let go of it and just say, you know what? I, I was wrong or I didn't like how it came out. Maybe I liked, you know, what I said or did, right. but it didn't come across the way that I wanted it to come across. And, and, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of humility that needs to go along with it to be able to do that. And then, uh, just a recognition that we're, none of us are perfect and none of us always respond perfectly. Right. And I think at some level we need to give ourselves permission to go back. Yeah. Cause pride gets in the way. That's a great point. You know, it's like, well, I can't very well go back on that because Nanine's going to think that I, I can't make up my mind, which means the first thing that has to come to your mouth is, honey, you're probably going to think that I can't make up my mind. That's not <laughs> what this is about. Because you know me, Steve, it's always put the fear forward. Put the fear forward first. Get it out of the way. <laughs> and give yourself permission, as you said so accurately, Steve, to be human. We are. We do make mistakes. And guess what? It's okay. Most of us don't die or lose our couple from the ordinary mistakes of life. Right. Right. Um, this, uh, this was fantastic. Noel, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap this one up? Only that we all need to be patient with ourselves and with our spouses. Be patient, be patient. These are truly turbulent times. Be patient. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I will just add that if, you are uncomfortable with the change today, just know that there's going to be more change in the future. As we highlighted at the beginning, life is always changing. So uh, hopefully these tips were helpful and you embrace them. And um, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Well, thank you so much for your time, Noel. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. And I look forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you. 
And before we go, I want to remind everyone that they have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of many, many best-selling books. Again, uh, her most recent are Phoenix Rising, Surviving Catastrophic Loss, Fires, Floods, Hurricanes, and Tornadoes. Also, I Survived COVID-19, What Now?, Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. Uh, Noelle is also the author of The Longevity Secret, How to Live Happy, Healthy, and Vibrant into Your 70s, 80s, 90s, and Beyond. Um, As I mentioned, there are many more books than that, so go visit her website, noellenelson.com. You can also find her on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash meetheamazings, and on Twitter, at Dr. Noelle Nelson. That is going to do it for us. Um, Oh, I should probably mention that you can uh, find us on hitchedmag.com. We have a newsletter. And if you liked what you heard today, you can uh, rate us or review us on your favorite podcast player. That helps uh, other people discover us. So we greatly appreciate that. And uh, that's going to do it. Until next time. Take care, everybody. We know that it's showtime. showtime.